Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read. And Amy, what did we read this week? We read Rachel's Holiday by Marianne Keys, which was a recommend to us from Sally Bothroyd. Yes, who is the author of Brunswick, Brunswick Street, Street Blues, Blues, which we reviewed towards the end of last year. Yeah. I'll put a link to that review in the description of this episode. Yeah. We are very grateful. Thank you so much, um, Sally, for the recommend. It was not – it was kind of outside of my – well, our wheelhouse. and Absolutely. Because I hadn't read anything by Marion Keys, but when I started looking into it, like, you know, Googling it to find the book and stuff – I was like, oh, this author's really prolific. prolific and very beloved. And so it was kind of this big missing kind of gap in what we had read. So as is the purpose of recommend, recommended. Yeah, we were very grateful. So thank you very much for to that. having our reading horizon stretched. Yes, that's exactly right. By by people who have, you know, listened to our podcast and are like, Oh, I think the girls might get into this or they're gonna hate that or whatever. I don't I don't mind. I just really love I love our listeners who take the time to send us they recommend to let us know what they're reading or what they think we should read next. So thank you. All right, thank Kimberly, can I get you to do the spoiler-free recap? I can try it if you want me to give it a go. I can do it. It's a contemporaneous novel in that it was set in the time at which it was written, but it was written quite a long time ago. It was written in like the 90s. It recently had like a 25-year anniversary re-release. Yeah, and it novel. coincided with the release of Rachel Again, which is like a novel that follows up the same character. About 20 years When later. she's in her 40s. So basically it's about Rachel. She's an Irish woman in her 20s who lives in New York with a friend of hers from school and they pretty much they party hard. So the book's told kind of jumping in terms of timeline is told sort of jumping backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. But the kind of present in the book is when Rachel's roommate and boyfriend have essentially Bridget is the roommate, Luke is the boyfriend have essentially banded together to contact Rachel's home contact back home, like her family and that, and they've flown out to take her home because she is like kind of off the rails in terms of addiction to drugs and alcohol. So... Rachel doesn't think so. No, Rachel's like everyone takes a bit of cocaine, like Yeah, like page one, she's like People have a glass of wine. I do a line of cocaine. What's the big deal? I'm not a drug addict. I didn't try and kill myself. Page two, I just overestimated the quality of the cocaine I had that weekend and needed more Valium to come down. Yeah, and I forgot I'd already taken some sleeping pills and accidentally took some more kind of thing. Basically then she ends up in a rehab facility back home in Ireland and we follow her the through cloisters. rehab. Yeah, we follow her through rehab and through the other people who are there and through kind of that coming to terms with addiction and coming to terms with yourself kind of journey. And then we follow her for a little bit after she gets out of rehab as well. And that's kind of it. Like, I feel like anything else is just telling you plot by plot. It's basically Rachel's journey through addiction. That's exactly right. But it's a comedy drama. In yes. terms of its tone. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And there's a pack of sisters. So this is actually book two in the Walsh Sisters series. Is it book two? Yeah. I thought it was book one. There's, I thought it started no, with Rachel's a book Holiday. Okay. That comes because I looked into it beforehand called like Watermelon. That's about the older sister Claire. Okay. 
and then Rachel is the second book, and then there's Anna and Helen. I think there's only four of them. Yeah, I think there's four Oh, no, of them. there's the one who comes to pick her up who she doesn't like, Margaret. Oh, Saint, yeah, Saint yeah, Margaret. Margaret. Yep, so there's yep, yep. five Walsh sisters. So, Amy, what did you think of Rachel's Holiday? Overall, I found it very long, but at the end of it, I really enjoyed it. Okay. That's my sweeping summary. Yeah. I So at the beginning, Rachel was so, like, delusional and so selfish and shallow and a bit mean. And there were these flickers of the sort of nice human in there. Like, I wrote down the line, it didn't hurt to smile. Their lives were probably tough enough as it was, is a line that mm. came out earlier. And I was like, oh, that's a flicker of yeah. Rachel actually being a nice person inside. Which is the nature of addiction. Yeah, well, that was the whole. Be, that was the whole point, was watching her go on this journey from and it's what addiction had made her into the woman she could be if she could be free of Because it. she is delusional. She doesn't yes. accept it. And it's this journey of her realizing that and then coming to terms with things and who she actually is. Mm. So I really liked the way her narrative voice and inner monologue changed throughout as we went on that journey. Yep. It was subtle but it grew and and being how, first person so it's yeah, told first, first person, person present tense. Is it present? I think it's present. It feels present whether mm. it is or not. Yeah. But we get to – I liked how we got to see the other characters and her change in her understanding of their motivation. Absolutely. As the story went on and, like, you're in her position and sometimes you just want to give her a big old slap, but that's – I thought it was really well written because it managed to make us go on that change. Yeah. Though – I don't know if I found it that much of a comedy. Like I remember reading you laugh, it like you laugh out loud and you have a cry. I found it mostly bittersweet. Me too. I didn't think it was particularly No, funny. it was poignant. It was bittersweet, but I wouldn't label it as a comedy. I liked the stories of the other clients in the rehab. So she's in this rehab facility and she's fixated on this idea that she's like, yeah, I'll go and have a holiday in this celebrity-filled rehab centre. Yeah. And for too long in the book, she was obsessed with this. Well, where's the massage? Yeah. Where's well, the that gym? That did go on for a really, Where are the celebrities? Really long time. I was like, come on, Rachel. Wake up Just, and smell the rehab. But that was probably the point. And that whole section in the cloisters before there's this really key plot point that happens that involves other people in her life, mm. but no spoilers, that whole section where we're getting the day-to-day of the cloisters I thought was too long. Right. Because – Rachel wasn't really showing a lot of growth at that point. We no. were just getting to know the other people in that space. Yes. And I needed that to go quicker. And it quicker. was hard to get to know and that in terms of just adding on to that taking a really long time, mm. I also felt like we weren't really having a chance to get to know other people in the space because our only opportunity to do so was through, through Rachel's her understanding of them. Yeah. And her understanding of them was also very flawed, I guess, yeah. at that point. Through very specifically coloured glasses. Yeah. But I liked – I did like the structure, like that back and forth short – I really enjoyed, actually, the short, jumpy chapters because this is Rachel's brain. Yeah. This makes me think back here and we were jumping all over the place and as the story progressed, you have less of those back and forth things. Yes, because and she lives more in the present. She's living in the present and she's able to now understand, like, she has this concept of future rather than now. Yeah. In terms of the characters, I was not interested or really – 
didn't care too much about her family. No, I as didn't characters. Feel, I didn't, yeah, I didn't super like. I any liked of them. her housemate, like Bridget. I liked Bridget, and I liked Luke, who's yeah. the ex-boyfriend. I did not like the character of Helen. Now, clearly, she's going to go on quite an interesting journey in a later book, but she was just really, really annoying. And whenever some of the siblings appeared, particularly Helen, it just was quite repetitive. It was like yeah. trapped in a oh, this is how she interacts with Helen. This is how she talks to her mum. Mm-hmm. Cycle, 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 mm-hmm. and. I needed it to move through some of those bits a bit quicker or just not have them at all. We got to the 80% mark of the book Mm. and I was furious at Rachel. I was ready to put the book down and walk away because I was so angry at the course of action, like at her, at that point in the book. I was like, then we got to about 85% through. So that fortunately didn't last very long and I was like, oh, okay, that's sort of the point. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a really key moment it's a key in moment. recovery that, like, what happens to her there is frustrating and awful as it is as someone watching it happen. It's a really important milestone in recovery from yeah. addiction. So that's why I was like, oh, thank God. But I was really thankful that the author didn't draw it out to the yeah. point that I was like, you've actually really, now that's lingered as this really bad narrative taste in my mind. Yeah. But because it was, that was timed actually quite well. So, I overall, like I did, I finished the book and then I thought about it for ages. It lingers in your mind. Mm. So I do actually think I would reread it. Yeah, right. I think I'll skip chapters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do probably once she gets into the cloisters, I'll read two chapters and then I'll skip to the end. Skip like I really the, liked yeah. the sort of chocolate economy that exists yeah, in the cloisters. Fun. That yeah, was quite yeah. funny. It's a tiny moment of comedy within the poignancy. So it lingers, but I will not read the Walsh Sisters series. This will be the only book. I'm not going to read Rachel again. I tried another one and couldn't get into it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I just need Rachel again. And then I tried Rachel again and did not enjoy that. So I was like, oh, no. So in my head, this is a standalone. I would And I think you could absolutely read it as a standalone. You don't need to know. Anyone else? She gives stories. you enough backstory and understanding of her family for you not to need yeah. to have them as a particular kind of thing. But this was about journey, and at times that journey was really frustrating and annoying and tedious to go yeah. on with this character. But it came together really well, and I would reread it. So that's my summary. What's yours? Okay, so I thought it was quite easy to get into. Mm. I found it really pacey, pacey and engaging to begin with. I so for the first maybe ten chapters, pre cloisters, yeah, it was all just like boom, mm. boom, 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 and I was really enjoying it. And then at about chapter fifteen, it really started to stall and drag a little bit for me. And same same deal. She's really unlikable. At the start, which is sort of which the is point. the point, and so it's about her. She thinks she's kind amazing. of becoming freaking amazing. Mm. I think at the end of the day, for me, I mean, setting aside the addiction stuff, mm. to who Rachel manages to become at the very end of the day, I still didn't like her very much. So she was okay. Like I didn't, you know, 
And I, and I liked her well enough that I cared. I wanted her to get better and to get some control back. But ultimately, her and her sisters and even her mum are those kind of characters that are quite 90s in that they are very superficial. Mm-hmm. They care very deeply what everybody else thinks of them. They're very into kind of material possessions and celebrity and that whole idea. Mm-hmm. And so... It's what Kath and Kim parodies. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. which is a very Australian reference that no one outside of Australia hey, right. will potentially oh, yeah, get. It was very popular in the UK. Well, you can, you can YouTube, Google, whatever, Kath and Kim. But yes, it's that kind of... So for all of her overcoming and being a better person, which was great, being more herself, not a better person, but just more herself, free of her addiction, at the end of the day I was like, yeah, I still probably don't want to be your friend though. Right. I still like, even if she had never had an addiction and that was never a journey she'd gone on, I was like, eh. I can still take you or leave you, Rachel. You wouldn't have been a friend in the first place before that. Did you like Luke? Yeah, I didn't mind Luke. He was okay. What we saw of him, Bridget was okay. I thought Luke would go away early. Family. Did you think Luke would disappear quite early, and he actually stayed significantly throughout the story? Yeah, Yeah. the family was a pain. Could not stand a family. It's a good story of personal growth, and so I liked it from that perspective. And her being such a unreliable narrator mm. worked really nicely in terms of getting to know a person with addiction and in the throes of their addiction before they've come to terms with it. And so I found that really interesting, sort of our relationship with her and the way her kind of understanding of or acceptance of where she was at kind of impacted on how we kind of dealt with her. I... Reckon I would read another Marion Keys. But not this one but again. But not this one again. And not the Walsh and sisters. And not the Walsh sisters. I have zero interest in spending any more time with any of them. And the only other thing that I will say about this one is there's it's it is a very pro AA rehab is the only way sponsors that whole system being the only way to overcome and manage addiction and so it doesn't deal with any of the science or medical research around and again it's the 90s so i think it was also the version of one of the characters in the the cloisters is a nun yeah leads like the yeah the group i wonder whether marianne keys herself as an author she suffered with addiction and so this is very much Uh, her experience and her kind of story not her specific story but it's it's very fueled by her experience and certainly the kind of big push in the 90s was for this kind of rehab as the only kind of this kind of way of dealing with addiction is the only way of dealing with addiction and at times for me i was like this is very much only one story of addiction so it felt mm. you know what i mean i was just like this is very this is very one this track this is rachel's story yeah it was a very her. one track representation of what how, of how to do that or how to kind of tackle addiction or whatever. So, yeah, that was my only other thing that I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But I don't – I probably won't read it again. I don't think I'll need to read it again. Would you like people to recommend us a Marion Keys that doesn't fit within the Wolf Sister series? I would love to read another Marion mm. Keys that doesn't fit within the Wolf Sister series. Yeah, that would be great. But that's it. I enjoyed it. I was very happy to have read it. And Does it linger in your brain? Uh, yeah, it does. And in – 
insofar as I like definitely remember it all. Like I found it very distinct. The writing is really engrossing and vivid mm. and and all the characters I think were really well developed. I just didn't like them very much. But the world is full of all sorts of people. You know what I mean? So they were well Rachel created. Rachel was very, very well created. And yeah. I enjoyed how the housemate, who at the very beginning, because you were engaging with her through Rachel's lens. Yeah. And Rachel characterizes her as like this non-entity. Yeah. But how Bridget was able to sort of become a person yeah throughout the story as like Rachel is going on this journey of reflecting on how she's impacted others and the management of well maybe the management's the wrong term maybe it's more the exploitation of that first person unreliable narrator mm. Was, this is a really good example of that. It developed really, really nicely in a way that was not gimmicky but actually was central to the heart of the narrative. Mm. And it wasn't even hidden, but it just wasn't prominent until you sort of – it was one of those things that you kind of reflected more on the further into the book you got. But, yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliantly written. I just didn't that- like anyone enough, I think, was my problem with the book. Yeah. One of the re- things I would look for when I go back and eventually do a reread will be I'm really going to focus on the writing, mm. that the use of the first person, yeah, and that sort clever, of the, the clever the deployment of that. That's been yeah. done. All right. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with us today, and join in next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. Maybe, maybe for whatever we've read. And until then. Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.